Hi, Sami and Sumit here, and welcome to our F1 podcast. Today we'll be talking about the 2021 Hungarian Grand Prix. And this race was a very exciting race. In my opinion, this is one of this has been one of the best races of the season so far, alongside the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Yeah, both of those races had red flags, which completely changed the balance of the race. Yeah, and they also brought some lower teams up into the podium places. Mm-hmm. But before we dive into the craziness of Hungary, let's start off with practice. Going into this weekend, it was clear Red Bull wanted to get revenge on Mercedes. Verstappen wanted to get revenge on Hamilton after the British Grand Prix. Yeah, and in FP1, we saw Mercedes and Red Bull have pretty even pace throughout the first session. But Max Verstappen, by just one-tenth, edged over Valtteri Bottas and he topped the timings in P1. Valtteri Bottas was second and Lewis Hamilton was third. So Mercedes seemed to have good pace as well as Red Bull. And Carlos Sainz was also in P4. He's showing very strong pace for Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Carlos Sainz was doing really good in that Ferrari to drag it to P2. Another great performance we saw was Pierre Gasly, P5 in the Alpha Tower E2 in FP1. Yeah, Pierre Gasly, obviously, I'm sure he wants to bounce back after a very disappointing Silverstone weekend. As does Sergio Perez. He also had a miserable Silverstone weekend and was looking to bounce back in Hungary. Yeah, and going into FP2 now, it was Mercedes' turn to top the timing sheets with Valtteri Bottas, surprisingly. He edged over Lewis Hamilton by a matter of hundredths, not even tenths. So Valtteri Bottas was P1, Hamilton 2nd, and Verstappen 3rd. Esteban Ocon was 4th, though, showing that the Alpine has some very good pace around the Hungaro ring. And Sergio Perez finishes the top 5 um, with 5th, and a pretty decent performance from the Mexican. Yeah. Now going into the last practice session of the weekend, Lewis Hamilton topped the timings at P1 over Max Verstappen by just one-tenth, like FP1, except this time Hamilton is on top. And Verstappen second, Bottas third, Ferrari fourth and fifth, Sainz ahead of Leclerc, showing that the Ferrari actually had some very, very good pace. Mm-hmm. But one major highlight from FP3 was that Mick Schumacher crashed and wasn't able to take part in qualifying. Yeah. Going on to qualifying in Q1, the drivers that we saw get eliminated are Mick Schumacher because of his crash in FP3, Nikita Mazepin, Nicholas Latifi, and surprisingly, George Russell out in Q1 for the first time this season after making it to in Q3, actually Q3 in the last two races, he was out in Q1 this weekend. And Yuki Sonoda out in P16 for Alpha Tauri. He hasn't been showing that much pace in the other Alpha Tauri. Mm-hmm. So going into FP2, the major highlight from FP2 besides Ricardo getting eliminated was that Carlos Sainz crashed uh, on the penult- on the final corner. So he wasn't able to put in a lap to get himself out of Q2. Yeah, Q2. And he wasn't able to take part in Q3, even if he had made it. Yeah. 
And looking into Q3, we saw Lewis Hamilton actually, he wasn't really fighting Max Verstappen. He was more like fighting his teammate Valtteri Bottas. And so Hamilton took pole by three tenths of a second over Valtteri Bottas. Max Verstappen is in, um, only was able to produce the best lap of P3. Sergio Perez fourth for give Red Bull all second row which was a very good performance from him pierre gasly super qualifying from him by just a matter of hundreds behind sergio perez in fifth place lando norris sixth from mclaren charles leclerc seventh esteban ocon eighth alonso ninth and sebastian vettel rounding off the top 10. yeah the alpines were looking great in q3 yeah and now moving on to the race so what we all expected was that tomorrow or Sunday was going to be a dry race and that we would see the Mercedes start on the medium tires and Red Bull start on the soft tires and it was going to be an exciting run down to turn one. It was still an exciting run down to turn one even with the wet conditions which meant everybody had to start on the intermediate tires. Yeah, and what was even more exciting was that the fact that there was no rain for FP1, FP2, or FP3, all qualifying, which means that the drivers would be basically going blind into um turn one and the um the whole race itself. So it was exciting to see how the first laps would unfold. Yeah, so we saw the lights come on. It was a very tentative start, and then when the lights dropped, when the lights went out, Hamilton initially got the best start. So did Lando Norris, though. Surprisingly, from sixth on the grid, he managed to pass Pierre Gasly, Sergio Perez, and he was closing in on Valtteri Bottas, too. Verstappen had already passed Bottas, so he was chasing after Hamilton. But then Perez got better traction then at the second phase of the start, so he was managed to clear Lando Norris. So it was mainly just Bottas versus Norris. And Norris um, got ahead of Valtteri Bottas, and Bottas tucked in, and then Bottas kind of hit the brakes way too late, and he went into the back of the McLaren, which caused Norris to hit Max Verstappen, and then Bottas, because he already hit Norris, his suspension broke, so he just basically slid into Sergio Perez, taking out Perez out of the race. Mm-hmm. And uh, while all that was happening, we also saw Lance Stroll in the Aston Martin miss his breaking point, and then um, he slammed into the side of Charles Leclerc, and which caused Leclerc to spin round Daniel Ricciardo's McLaren. Yeah, it looked like Ricciardo was going to be up into the podium places, effectively P two, and but then just as he saw he was about to go off into the distance, then he got turned round by the Ferrari and effectively Lance Stroll. Mm-hmm. So because of Bottas's crash, that left Perez, Norris, and himself out, as well as Leclerc and Stroll also being out, and while Ricardo and Verstappen um, sustained major damage. Yeah, Red Bull might have to take grid penalties, though, because it was a pretty fresh engine in Perez's Red Bull, and now because of the crash, that engine is now destroyed, so they'll have to get another one, which is a 10-place grid penalty. And also, Bottas and Stroll were handed 5-place grid penalties for Belgium. Yeah. So now... And that because of all the de- debris on the track, there had to the safety car had to come out. But then when it was out for a little bit, it had to the race had to be red flagged. 
Yeah, the red flag was a good idea from the FIA because there was just so much debris on the track. It also gave Red Bull and McLaren time to assess their um damage and actually during the red flag while um damage was being assessed by the teams um mclaren decided to withdraw norris from the race and retire his car because of the damage yeah. but they decided but ricardo was able to continue yeah max verstappen's red bull actually sustained a lot of damage on his right hand side just behind the tire he lost that full section which causes the car to have uneven balance which is going to make it very difficult for him and especially at the hungaro ring it's like monaco without walls you need the best setup especially for sector two all those twisty turns and stuff yeah it's a high downforce track so you need as much balance as you can get mm-hmm. so when the red flag ended during the red flag, we saw the sun come out around the Hungaro ring. So when the red flag ended, all the drivers went out on their formation lap and um, on the intermediate tires. But they were assessing the situation and all of them figured out that like they needed the dry tires rather than the intermediates. So they pulled into the pit lane at the end of the formation lap to change the dries. Well, all of them except Lewis Hamilton. He stayed out on the grid thinking that and everyone else would some other people would come into the um onto the grid and not change their tires but hamilton was actually the only one on the grid yeah so hamilton's mission now after being the only one on the grid his job is to get a good start get away as far as he can and create that pit stop gap in between the other cars which is not an easy task to do considering that he's going to be driving a lap around the hungara ring a dry hungara ring on intermediate tires and also because he was the only car in the grid as the lights went out he got a good start but because there were no other cars the people in the pit lane were actually able to go um exit much quicker than normal because hamilton was the only car there so when the cars exited the pit lane we saw george russell actually emerge second place not ocon george russell and because the williams pit box is at the end of the pit lane we saw that maybe we saw he could have he had a chance to go into second place he took that um opportunity and went into second but um and he, we thought maybe he could lead the race after Hamilton decided to pit that same lap. We thought maybe Williams and George Russell were going to lead a Grand Prix. But then we saw him slowing down, and we thought he had a mechanical problem. But it was confirmed that um, the FIA had told him to give all the places back because they deemed that as le- illegal overtakes. Yeah, I mean, Russell had nothing to lose, and going for a gap like that was pretty smart. And it kind of did work out, actually, because he was then running in the points-paying positions. Mm-hmm. And, but Latifi was ahead of him, so he said through his radio if they, he needs to compromise his strategy to prioritize Latifi, then they should do it. He wanted them to prioritize Latifi. Yeah, that's good sportsmanship from Russell. So as we saw Hamilton come into the pit lane the same lap, we saw Esteban Ocon in the Alpine lead the Hungarian Grand Prix from the Aston Martin of Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, both of them managed to pick their way through the debris at turn one and they cleared those crashed cars and they found themselves running in the podium places. 
Yeah, and then they were basically, it was like sort of seeing like Hamilton and Verstappen pull away from the rest of the field. They were battling it out on their own. Vettel was trying to keep a hold of Ocon and trying to close him down. But as we know, around the Hungaro ring, it's very difficult to overtake. because And also, it's hard to follow because of all the dirty air. Yeah, and I think Ocon and Vettel should also be thanking Nicholas Latifi. Latifi was running in P3, and he was like, because the Williams is such a slow car, they were holding up the cars behind them, which caused a gap to form between Vettel and Ocon and then Latifi and the other drivers. Yeah, and while that was all going on, we saw Hamilton trying to fight his way through the field. And um, we saw him at times struggling to get past because, as we know, Hungary is very difficult to overtake. Yeah, Max Verstappen, actually, with his damaged car, he made a very nice move around the outside of Mick Schumacher. Banging ties a little bit, but it was a very good move considering that he has no practically no balance on his car. And it was also a very good performance from Schumacher. He was running in the points-playing positions for Haas. Yeah. But another driver that we have to talk about when talking about this race is Fernando Alonso. On his return season to F1, he acted like that he's still in his prime, holding off Lewis Hamilton, the Alpine versus Mercedes car. Fernando Alonso was just lap after lap. He was holding off Lewis Hamilton, defending as much as he could, late breaking, moving, covering off Hamilton, just making it so difficult for the Mercedes to get past. And he held, um, he held Hamilton off crucially enough laps, which allowed Ocon to take the win. Yeah, we saw when Ocon pitted, um, for his final time, we saw um Vettel actually pit before him, but during Vettel's pit stop, um, there was a it was a slow pit stop because um the Aston Martin crew messed up, and Vettel put a blistering outlap, but it still wasn't good enough to um get past Ocon, and Ocon maintained the lead. And then when we saw Hamilton pit again for a two-stop and try to fight his way back, he had to try to get past Alonso, who at 40 years old was doing an incredible job making his car as wide as possible, not letting Hamilton pass. Yeah, and when Hamilton did eventually get past Fernando Alonso, he had to chase after Carlos Sainz, which he chased down that Ferrari really quickly, just pulled like, three seconds in one sector and closed up to signs very quickly and he easily got past signs and actually went by the checkered flag he was only eight tenths behind sebastian vettel mm-hmm. signs put on a really impressive performance in his ferrari from p15 from the crash to p4 at the checkered flag yeah so at the end of the race we saw Esteban Ocon in the Alpine, a French driver for a French team with a French engine winning a Formula One Grand Prix. That that trio of events was the first since Alain Prost did it with Renault back in the day. Yeah, Esteban Ocon that was in his also his second season with the Renault team after he got dropped by Force India He came back and he showed, obviously, a podium last season and now a win this season. Just a very controlled drive from him, holding off the four-time world champion, Sebastian Vettel. Mm -hmm. And after after 24 years without a French driver winning, 
all of a sudden now we have in two years two French drivers winning Gasly at Monza in twenty twenty, now Ocon at Hungary in twenty twenty one. Yeah. So Sebastian Vettel, he couldn't get find a way past Ocon. He came home in second to claim his second podium for Aston Martin. Lewis Hamilton third for Lewis Hamilton third for Mercedes. Carlos Sainz fourth for Ferrari. Fernando Alonso, even though he didn't get on the podium, he still pra- is practically the reason why Alpine won. On. He came in for fifth place ahead of Pierre Gasly and Yuki Tsunoda, picking up big points for the AlphaTauri team. Behind them, Nicholas Latifi in the Williams P8. Latifi's a point scorer in Formula One. And then George Russell. Three years with Williams, no points at all. That changed this weekend when George Russell got his very first points as a Williams driver. Max Verstappen came home in P10 to claim just one point for the Red Bull team. Considering he had a damaged car, I still think that he drove extremely well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, after the podium celebrations, oh, it was clear the Alpine team was very happy and so was Aston Martin and Lewis Hamilton um was happy too but we saw on the podium he was extremely tired and said later he was suffering from t- fatigue and maybe symptoms from back when we when he had covid but also after the podium celebrations it was found out that Vettel's second place could be in jeopardy after um how much fuel was left in his car after the race so the rule is you have to have one liter of fuel after the race to give to the FIA. But Aston Martin couldn't give that. So therefore, they disqualified Vettel from the Hungarian Grand Prix. That meant Ocon kept his first place, but Hamilton got promoted to second. Sainz got promoted to the podium. So Sainz, from P15 to P3, on a great drive from the Ferrari. That meant Alonso got fourth, Gasly fifth, Sonoda sixth. Latifi and Russell, 7th and 8th for Williams, a big haul of points from Williams. Verstappen, 2 points with half a car, and Raikkonen in the Alfa Romeo P10. Yeah, there was a very crazy Hungarian Grand Prix, but be sure to join us next time when we take a look at the Belgian Grand Prix after the summer break in 3 weeks. Join us next time as we take a look at the Belgian Grand Prix. Thank you for listening to this episode.